this is going to sound stupid on a gambling podcast, but PGA Tour hits their Florida swing. It starts with what was once the Honda Classic at PGA National down in Florida. It's now the Cognizant Classic. Josh Goodson, RTP Mortgage, I'm going to say something stupid. Good golfers usually win at this course because it's a tough golf course. This is not a birdie fest. This is not Mexico. This is not uh, anywhere in Hawaii. This is not uh, the John Deere Classic. This is their first stop in what, it, what they call the Florida Swing. It's a par 70. It's PGA National. It is a difficult track. Uh, the winners here usually are minus 14, minus 12, uh, minus 10 uh, two years ago. The winners here are usually ball strikers. Chris Kirk, uh, Sepp Straka, Sungjae M, Keith Mitchell, the last four of the last five winners that have been here. Um, last year, we got the Eric Cole experience, which was really new to the PGA Tour. So the stupid thing I'm saying is, this is the PGA Tour, and it's really hard. This is one of those stops on the tour where you're going to see guys who really have to be good at golf win this golf tournament. How do you like that for analysis, sir? I think I don't think it was stupid. Like we get caught up. I think in every sport we kind of can say that, right? The, the best players got to be the best players when the likes, when the conditions are the toughest and the 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 games are the hardest. Usually, the better teams end up winning the better players show out and so i'm with you i forgot this was like a tough track like until i started doing a little bit of research and such and i kind of like that we get so by the last the non like genesis events end up at this time of year just feel like they're birdie fest like who can make the most birdies and such like that and i like to see these guys grind and so when I was doing like my first round leader stuff, I was like, last year, the first round leader was only five under after day one, shot 65. So you got to be playing some golf. And it was actually a three-way tie last year um, at first round leader play and stuff. So I don't think anything you said was stupid. You have said far more dumb things. Dumber, dumber things about Wake Forest basketball roster. Fair enough. Fair Wake enough. Forest and um, for the golf pod- podcast, um, Patrick can't lay, but you've, you've grown. <laughs> I've, I've I've learned. I figured out how to how to learn from my mistakes and move on. Uh, so March 11th, gambling is legal here in North Carolina. We are getting you ready for that here on the OG Gambling Syndicate. We have uh, each PGA Tour stop. I'm sure we can get into some live events this year as well. Um, but what we have, are, I, I what I believe is the best value in gambling is on golf. Uh, the best odds, the best payouts. Now you have to be right. Uh, and you have to be a little bit patient and you have to be willing to have some weeks where you don't win. Uh, but quite frankly, if you are patient and you spread and play the board the way that we have the first couple of weeks of the PGA Tour, there is money to be made. Uh, first round leader bets are your specialty, Josh. And the way that we've basically gone about this is, and, and you can look at the odds and we'll show you the odds uh, as you look on the graphics here. It's a big payout. What we do is usually you pick around 12. So you're talking about $25 per bet. So you get a quarter of what their odds are. Um, you know, you hit, you're going to have 1500 bucks basically, or, or, or 1200 bucks on a $25 bet. If you lose all of them, you lose $300. Well, you can handle that if there are other weeks that you hit. And that is kind of the premise is you, you have a system, you keep playing, you stay at it. And you don't get discouraged by maybe a week or two where it doesn't come home for you. So the first round leader values, in my opinion, are always great plays. 
Uh, I like the guys who tee off early in the morning. You don't always look at the tee times. Uh, but looking from this year, Josh, I did a little bit of homework. You're right. From last year, Carson Young, Billy Horschel, and Joey Bramlett all shot a 65 in the first round. And if you're wondering how that works out in gambling, it's a three-way split. So that $1,200 return then becomes a $400 return. Obviously, you're not really that interested in, in, in four-way splits. You're looking for single leaders, which we've mostly had this year. First-round leaders so far this year, Josh, and they'll pop up on the screen here. Cam Davis, 62 at Sony. Zach Johnson and Alex Noren, 62 at the Amex. Kevin Yu with a 64 at Farmers. Tomas Dietrich with a 63 at Pebble Beach. Nick Taylor with a 60, a scorching hot 60 at Phoenix. Patrick Cantley with that 64 at Genesis. And then last week, Eric Van Royen with a 63 in Mexico. You were really close with Sammy uh, Valamaki last week uh, in Mexico. So again, you're looking at this and you're going, uh, is there any kind of correlation? Uh, I know Sony, if you look at golf data, which our friend Bennett Johnson from Heaster Automotive Group will look at later, uh, if you look at golf data, they'll tell you what is the corresponding, you know, most like course. You know, PGA National, th this is not a TPC course. It's not a Donald Ross course. It's, it's, it is a little bit difficult to find a, uh, you know, one-to-one -one comparison. According to golf data, it is the Sony Open. Uh, so Cam Davis with that 62. Uh, mentioned some of these leaders from the last couple of years. Kurt Kitayama uh, back in 21 was your, back in 22 was your first round leader. 21, it was Matt Jones who went on to win after shooting a 61 in the first round. Again, you, you can dive as deep into the numbers as you want, but I think mostly you work from the premise, Josh, that you want guys who are going to go for birdies, are going to go low, and normally have a either connection to that course or have played well at yeah. that course. So let's, let's, uh, let's get into your picks, first round leader picks from now, what is now the Cognizant Classic. Yeah, um, actually... You say 12. I actually went with 15 this week. Okay. Uh, I bumped it up a little bit. I just, I kept looking at it and I was like, wait, I can't leave this guy off or I'm going to be mad if I leave this guy off. Like, cause they all kind of fit into my system and each of them for different reasons. I'm going to go back to the well, Sammy Valamaki. I like guys that played well the week before and I like guys that played well the week before, but did not win. Mm -hmm. He's not sitting there fat and happy. He was close, but it didn't, he didn't actually even play great on Sunday, but he doesn't have the I just one bug. I'm not going to sh show up and care sort of thing. He's and, and the value I couldn't look away from is plus 9,700 for Sammy Valamaki. So now talk a little bit about that for a second, Josh, because the field this week is different. While it, it's better than what we saw last week in Mexico, yeah. it's still not a signature event. But you are seeing a Matt Fitzpatrick. You are seeing a Rory McIlroy. You are seeing some of those bigger names. And that that affects those lines. Yes. That's why somebody like a Sammy Valamaki, who just had a really good week, could still give you a plus 9,700 return. Yeah. Anytime you introduce, like you talked about at the beginning, more better golfers <laughs> at a harder golf course, you're, the the likelihood of like these maybe maybe the likelihood of these long shots playing out is, is not as easy right because like you yeah. do have a Rory McIlroy you have to go out and beat and a Matt Fitzpatrick kind of to to your point but I'm looking at it purely from a value standpoint and a how the guy is coming in and playing standpoint and we we you play enough golf and people who listen to this play golf how many times have you got like for your particular game got into a stretch of just playing good golf and playing it over and over and over again. And it, the results kind of start backing up, backing up, backing up. I, I wish Josh, we're not talking about scratch golfers, but right, right, right. 
there's been times where you're just you're just feeling it for a month. Yeah, so. you're right. You're right. You're you're and you're so, just breaking ninety. You're feeling good about it. Yeah, yeah. Whatever whatever your level of golf is, we probably all, if you play regularly, have gone through that month or six week stretch, and that happens a lot in the PGA Tour. If if people watch the PGA Tour religiously week after week after week, you're going to see the same the same yeah. random names show up for certain stretches of the season, and then you may not see them again in August, and you're going right. to look back. In August, we, we're going to be doing this for the Wyndham Championship, and we're going to be like, Semi Valamaki has missed six straight cuts. What happened? That was my that was my shooter back in March, right? So yeah. that's so there's some value, you know. I, I look okay. at that a couple, you know, from that standpoint. Uh, I'll kind of go rapid fire and try to throw in a few different reasons why. Oh, no, no, wait a second. Yeah, I love it when you get all of uh, ADHD on me, and I don't know how you do this. <sighs> Because I'm going to show these. I'm going to show these in your order. Last week, I showed them in, oh, yeah. in actual by the odds, like a normal gambling person. You are like scattershot all over this world. Uh, so don't go. Take your time, sir. This is a podcast. We have plenty of time to explain things. So go ahead with your next pick. The next one will be Adam Schink. Plus okay. 7,200. Played well there last year. That's kind of where he shot 67 and. 67 in round one last year. So a lot of these plays for this particular event are going to be very course. Have you played here dependent because yeah. it, of course is harder. Uh, you yeah. know, it, it's the, the first shot of the year of, of, of a tough, tough course. This guy played well last week. So I'm kind of going back to the well, and it's very similar to the Valamaki play of just the value. I think doesn't make sense for how well he is actually playing. Andrew Novak was a guy that finished, Top five last week in Mexico. He is one hundred to one this week as the first round leader. So that would be a ten thousand dollar return. No, well, twenty hundred dollar bet. You bet a hundred bucks. Yes. Yeah, yeah. If you bet a hundred bucks, you win two grand. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Good. I'll, I'll keep going. This is yeah. this is one of my all time favorite guys to to pick in majors. Justin. Rose. He is plus 6,900. He is a guy that, go look at the majors record. This is not a major, but this is a hard course where this, you're not making birdie fest. You're going to have to grind out some days. Making par is going to be good. And if you go look at his Wikipedia page, he is littered with yellow boxes in the majors category from making top tens. So that just shows me hard course he, he's a guy you want to roll with. I like the odds of him at six plus 6,900 to be the first-round leader. He's not a guy that, to our point, isn't. he's not a guy that shoots 61 right? 62 in him. But can he shoot 65 on a good day? Absolutely. Harder field, harder course. I like him in there. Jimmy Stanger. This is a new one for me. 140 to 1. Young guy. He's part of that, like, uh, just got my card group but has been kind of playing well i think he finished top 10 last week in mexico it's purely a hey i think you you saw you were he's in good form 140 to 1 is obviously a long shot but that's when i'll take the odds on that justin Suh is 100 to 1 he's the next one he finished he shot 66 last year in the first round finished t5 at this tournament last year he seems like a grindy out kind of guy player and such so Justin Suh is going to be my next one at 100 to 1. Carson Young did it last year. Yep. He was part of that first round leader tie last year. We've said this before, but guys like certain courses. 
That's just that's a reality out there. He has seen success there, has played well there. He finished T. It's not like he fell off the face of the earth. He finished T29 last year. Again, was the first round leader last year. He is plus 9,300. Plus 9,300. Lucas Glover. Hmm. Has Lucas, not been playing, really. Lucas Glover is a guy. Um, he has played. Well, I will look it up while we're doing this. He's plus 7,800. So I'll start there. He played. Clemson old school uh, ACC fans. Yes. Clemson guy. Um, he played at Genesis. He played at Waste Management. Um, he played at Pebble Beach. He hasn't been playing a ton. He's just, I think I would consider him an old guy. He's probably yep. my old guy play of the week. I think, again, a guy that's not going to kill you with a bunch of birdies, but is a solid player, and if he's having a good week, I like the set plus 7,800 value that you get with Lucas Glover. Sung J.M., ball striker, performed well here last year, has won this tournament before um, in previous years. He's actually the shortest odds, but he's still plus 4,900. I'm not, I, I, I can't walk away from that. couple more. Tom Hoagie. He's like he's like I'm gonna he's an auto play for me on every single first round leader. Feels like more of a bomber to me, Hoagie, but he gets hot. He is a yeah. hot streaky button guy. Um, he is plus sixty two hundred. Rio, the guy I still cannot pronounce his name. Rio, there's no way his name's Rio either. It's got to be Ryo. Ryo Hisatsuni, yeah. plus seventy nine hundred is a guy I'm gonna go with. Has played a lot recently. He's basically playing like every week, I feel like. Uh, yeah, he's I'm trying to make money. Yeah. Do what? He's trying to make money. Yeah. He's trying to make money. Yes. So plus 7,900. Three more. Thomas Dietrich. Plus plus 7, yeah. Plus 7,300. He was a guy that he was hot in January, in early February when they went from Hawaii and then went to California. He yeah. still even remained hot. Your first um, round leader at Pebble Beach, Tomas. Correct. Yep. So plus 7,300. Akshay is my local guy. Akshay is a streaky guy. Um, if anybody asks me what is my least confident one, even though he is not the, the farthest odds guy, this is purely a homer local guy. He can get streaky. He's plus 7,300, so the value is still pretty solid for him. Hasn't um, been playing, and I think he was a guy who made a little bit of money, uh, obviously with the win at the end of last year. It was kind of wonky. They didn't let him into the playoff. Yep. Um Ball striker, though. This is a ball striker's course. This is a ball striker. You're right. Streaky. Florida's so weird. They just went from all that great weather, uh, well, other than Phoenix, uh, in Hawaii and Cali. And I think this is usually one of those early rounds where it's cold, too. Out yeah. in Florida, those early tee times, uh, maybe worth looking at some of the guys who actually tee off a little bit later and have that late early. But, uh, yeah, you got to have a local, man. You got Akshay covered here. And last one. Yeah. The first round... The other guy tied for the first round lead last year, Bramlett, Joseph Bramlett. Really he's Brams. 140 to one. <laughs> like, come on. That's kind of ridiculous value. It's like, give me a data point. Can he do this? Um, sir, he did it literally last year in this exact same tournament on this exact same course. So those are my plays this week. Kind of all over the place with a bunch of different guys, some new guys. Um and I, I, I go back to people that have done well for me before or have, or have shown promise. So, like, Sammy Valamaki is now in. And I think I even texted you and you and Bennett. I said, this guy's an autoplay. He, he, he is aggressive. He misses putts six feet past the hole. Yeah. He is going out looking for birdies. 
that's what you want in a guy on a first-round leader play. So those are my first-round leader plays and tickets for the week. Perfect. I love it. And again, we're going to spread those out, $25 each. Yep. And if you hit one, you you want that solo leader. Last year, there was a three-way tie, so there's a little bit of that in play here. And again, this will not be a birdie fest. You know what is a, a birdie fest? You know what is an automatic win for you, though, is uh, if you go and contact Josh at rtpmortgage.com. Listen, the market's not great, all right? Let, let's, let's not lie to ourselves, but... Prices, as you like to tell me, it's not just about the uh, the mortgage market. It's about price, how prices of houses, yeah, getting the right one because you can change your mortgage, you can refi, but you can't change what you're paying for that house. These are all conversations you should have with Josh Goodson at RTP Mortgage, RTPMortgage.com. Give him a call. It's his actual phone number. You can you can bother him on your own for uh, first round leader picks, but shh, don't tell anybody. Two five two three six one fourteen. 15, that's 252-361-1450. Go check them out at, at rtpmortgage.com. Josh, am I right? Am I am I getting my talking points right finally? Sure. I no, feel like I, I'm learning from you. I've even reached out to you potentially yeah. uh, for my son, uh, trying to figure something out in the Greenville area uh, with a mortgage. So I just, you know, we're, we're in the beginning of that process. But, you know, like I I, I even called you. We, 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 you know, sometimes we call, but I called you. I was like, hey, man. What am I looking at here? What are whatever some of the options? What's the best practice here? And uh, I think I understood what you were telling me. Yeah, rates are rates are still elevated, but we have to keep it in perspective. They're elevated compared to where we were in COVID, which brought yeah. about the lowest rates in the history of our world. Like that's not even that's not an exaggeration. That's a realistic thing. Rates are still elevated. The fault is with the Fed and cutting rates potentially in the back half of the year and some other factors going on that rates are going to drop. But the, what's going to happen with that is. If you are in the market to buy a house and you want to be a homeowner, waiting is never the right idea. Now, I, I don't make your payment. I'm not going to make your mortgage payment for you. I can't do it all for you, right? But are you sure? I, I know, <laughs> I know, I know. That would be nice if I could we could finagle that and such. But what I tell people is, you can refi your payment later if rates present itself. If you buy a house, if you wait to buy the house and it's a hundred grand higher six months from now than it is today you can't go back to that seller and say hey but it, your house was a hundred thousand dollars less six months ago give me a deal that's not how it works you can change the rate you cannot change the price get in now real estate is still a great investment tool like wealth building and such like that and we are fortunate in our area here in the triangle and such that prices aren't going anywhere so owning real estate is never a bad idea and i can help you with the debt side of it All right, let's welcome into the OG Gambling Syndicate, Bennett Johnson, Heaster Automotive Group. It's heasterauto.com. He's on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. Bennett, I hope you have taken notes that I've pointed out to people now that they're on the Heaster Automotive Group hotline. Hey, did you know you could sell your car to the Heaster Automotive Group? Somebody told me that. Who was telling us that? I think it was Jillio. Right? And it's amazing when you figure these things out. I know it's like figuring out christmas and easter and all these other great revelations it was, it was awesome it was awesome it's not just new cars so easterauto.com uh i see you guys in fuquay but there's a whole lot more than just your spot in fuquay yep we're all around so we're right down 401 in fuquay if you're a wake county person see um, someone's calling right now they're they're listening to the podcast and they're calling you they were 
look, between that phone call and the end of this podcast, I could have had them a check for their car just that fast. See, that fast. That's how it works. <laughs> Uh, and we've got winners for you for the Cognizant Classic as well. Here are the odds. Uh, I will not give the company a shout out because they're not paying me, but maybe they will. Uh, the favorite is Roy McElroy, seven to one. Again, anytime he enters a, a tournament, his odds are stupid. Uh, don't I would never, I would almost never take a pre-flop number of seven to one. That doesn't make any sense if you are new to gambling. Cam Young has not won on the PGA Tour. This is a tough track. Uh, Twenty-two to one. Russell Henley, par 70 specialist, 25 to 1. We'll get to him in a minute. Tom Kim, 28. Eric Cole, who finished in a tie last year, 28. Matt Fitzpatrick, who has not been playing, 30 to 1. And then Ben Ahn and uh, Sungjae, I feel like, are two uh, two guys that might be on your list there. Ben, Benny Ahn, uh, 30 to 1. And Sungjae, who won here four years ago, 35 to 1. So let's start with your winners, Bennett, let's start with your first winner pick for the Cognizant Classic. So, um, like you guys, to me, when we go to Florida, like that's the start of the PGA Tour season. Okay. I don't know why, but the tournaments out West, I don't want to say I'm not that interested, but I don't tend to like make an appointment TV. But when we get to Florida, I'm like, okay, it's a little warmer. It's like 65 degrees here. You got the door open. You got a little Sunday afternoon gym dance. You know, I think this is the beginning of the – actually, we might have NBC this week, so the uh, the wise words of NBC carrying the coverage. But um, I also think this is where the fields start to get a little more compacted. And then we now have the Genesis as a signature event, and Phoenix always gets good. But to me, this is where I, what I call the big boys come out to play. And you'll see them for the next, really the next three or four months, basically every other tournament, you'll see, you know, the heavy players. And you see it headlined by Rory. Someone has taken Rory in this event. I would be shocked. He hasn't been playing particularly well. Not very, you know, it's not a very good return. Whoa, However, whoa, whoa. whoa. He just won the match. Did you not see him just beat up on Lexi <laughs> Thomas? I, I did see him beat on Lexi Thomas. Yeah, from the, Lexi Thompson and Rose Zang. He just he is in form right now, guys. Come on. From inside the ladies' tees. I did see Rory playing from there. Um, and honestly, really, I think this is a, a, a track that suits Rory well. Um, it's going to be tough. This is a tournament that usually ends between 10 under to 15 under. So – I'm not sure who would choose Rory, but I know who would choose number two on that list, Cameron Young. So um, Cameron has played here before. Uh, he's plus 2,200, as you see. I like him because uh, in this tournament, the winners have always played here before. It's never someone that's just showed up for the first time. I got some good stats I'll run through once we get to the top 20s, but he played here in 2022, finished in the top 20s, first off the tee in strokes game that week. This is a track where you have a lot of forced layups. This is not a bomber score, so you're not going to see him hitting 340-yard drives, hoping for the best. You're going to see some irons off the tee. You'll see three woods off the tee. It's all about the approach play. Cameron Young's a really, really good, solid iron player, waiting for that big breakthrough moment. We've seen other breakthrough moments here, like in the past, Chris Kirk, Russell Henley, those type players. So it's also a draw, uh, a course that favors the draw. He's really, really solid hitting right to left iron play. So I like Cameron Young plus 2,200. All right, Josh, let's go at your first pick to win the Cognizant Classic. I love the picking the guy that's never won before playing. I just, it's just well, he's allowed to pick the Deeks and be a Wake fan, but I'm not allowed to support my Deeks when it comes well, to basketball. Julia, we know you're picking only Deacon players. I, I see how that works. <laughs> I just, I just, it's just funny to me how people do that. Um, I'm going to go 
go down, scroll down a little bit for me, Joseph, on there. Okay. Um, I'll tell you when to stop because I because I want people to be able to see it. Oh, there we go. There we go. We're good. We're good. Min Wu Lee, plus thirty five hundred. It's time. We talk about Cam Young, right? Like it's time for Cam Young. Uh, has Min Wu won on the PGA or just over in? over in Europe like a million times. I don't he has not won on the PGA Tour. Um, uh, I, I, I'll, I'll help you by jinxing it. This is, I don't like, you guys are picking two bombers here in Cam Young and Min Woo. Those are, those are long players. Uh, this is, this is a, this is a bunter's course, sir. I'm, sir. I'm going off of the kind of what we talked about with the first round leaders and, and just talking about how you brought up the good golfers on tough courses yeah. sort of yeah. thing. Min Woo, Last year, I, I just think back to him being a player in the, the majors. Players. At the players. The players. Yeah. He finished T5 at the U.S. Open. I under, I'm not saying they're the same course or anything like that. I just like the fact that when the when the lights are on, the courses are supposedly harder or hardest that he has showed up. He won. He won a big. He's won a big tournament. Uh, Last year, when, oh, when he won the Scottish video. Open, I don't know if we want to count that as a PGA Tour event. It probably technically does. So, well, now now it is like a, well, they do the yeah. tennis, the Scottish thing over there. But uh, no, I, I like Min Wu. I just like it for the value, thirty five hundred. That's kind of where I'm at. When he's my first kind of winner play for this. Okay, week. what do you got for your second pick there, Bennett? Second, you'll okay. I'll start getting to what you like then, Stephen Yeager. Jaeger bomb. Yeah. The Jaeger bombs. He's been playing really, really well on tour this year. Um, he's definitely heading towards that bunter style. He, he, no one thinks he's out there hitting that 350. He finished top three last weekend. He finished top 14 here last year. He's already got two top threes this year. Uh, he's top 30 strokes gain, two T to green. So he's just a pure player. He's a really good iron player. He's in the top 50 on all approach categories. So he's someone that puts the ball in the green. Uh, they've had a lot of rain actually at the course the last month. So it could be slower than traditional, but for the last two or three years, we've seen like on Saturday and Sunday, it kind of gets a little crazy. Um, Stip meter in like upper twelves that they're really rolling. So you want someone that can control the ball on the green. Steven Yeager fits that category. Uh, kind of falls into the Chris Kirk, Russell Henley, kind of a, a guy that has participated on tour, but never really had a big moment where you're like, hey, he's getting ready to win. So we've seen that happen in this tournament a couple times. He's plus 4,500. Um, he's talking about a guy being in form, uh, Bennett. Yeah. Tied for third, Farmers Insurance, tied for third. So my, my tidbit, tidbit of the week on picking your winner, seven of the last seven Honda, Honda Classics, same event, new name, have already had two previous top tens on the season. So he fits that category for, for this week. Also, there's a correlation to so the Sony Open. That par 70, he, he was top 20 there, played well there. So I, I like this. I like That's much better. I, I feel like we're getting closer <laughs> to Because, you know, I'm, I, I'm hitting all of these winners left and right. You have been doing really good. <laughs> I, you'll note, I'm, not, I'm only making one-and-done picks. I've been reduced to making one-and-done picks. So. I have a one-and-done. I'm scared we're going to have the same one-and-done. All right, well, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right, so let's go to uh, Josh, your second pick for uh, to win the Cognizant Classic. Played last week, decent form, has won here before. Plus, I think he's plus 3,500, or I don't know. You can pull it up on your thing. Yeah. Keith Mitchell, so I'm going to go okay. with. 
Somebody has to pick him every week. Somebody's got to go with our guy, Kashmir. Yes, he has one here before. He is 40 to 1. 40 to 1. At this track again, I think of Kashmir Keith as a bomber. So maybe what the heck do I really know? Because he did win here. Uh, looks like in 19, he won here. So, all right. I like, I like all of those picks. These are great picks. Let's also now go to top twenties, top twenties. Bennett, let's start with you for your top twenties. Top 20, a guy that uh, used to be one of my favorite players on tour, then had some injuries, stepped away for a minute. Daniel Berger. Okay. He is plus 190 in the top to finish top 20. He's finished. Uh, he's had two top fours here in his history playing there. He played well in American Express, played well in Phoenix. He's played over 20 rounds here. Another thing that uh, seems to be important on data golf leading into this tournament, usually people that play well here have played here a lot. He's played here 20 times. In those 20 rounds, he's gained over 26 strokes compared to the field. Uh, plus 190, so really in favorites world, he would be a favorite to make top 20. But as we've seen this year, I hate to say I have a specialty, but I think I'm doing much better picking the top None. 20s by yeah. using the statistics to back it up. So I kind of flipped this week. I, I went with Sepp Stracker to win, or um, Steven Yeager to win, and Cameron Young. I just cheated on my next top 20. Those are people that I think and feel like can win. Then I'm using the stats to back up the top 20s, and you know, I haven't hit a winner, but I've been hitting the top 20s by using this strategy. So <laughs> plus 190, Daniel Berger. All right, let's go, Josh, with your first top 20. I'm going to steal Bennett's thunder. I have, I had Sepp Straka. Oh, my gosh. My, yeah. Previ like, previous winner, top oh, 10 last, top ten last year. And it's it's kind of a value play, too. I feel like if you can get all of those things, a previous winner, top 10 last year, you're asking for a guy to pick top 20, and it's almost plus 200 juice. Yes. Sign me up. Like. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's 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 a value play more than it is like it, it, just as much as it is like I think he's going to do it too. So yeah, um, this is a good course for him. And Bennett's probably got all the nerdy stuff to back that up. Bennett, I do, I do have the nerdy stuff. And last week I went, I got too crazy on the top twenty, went <laughs> way too far down the board. But I did almost hit on a player that you guys have never heard of. Yes, <laughs> it's one stroke short. Hard. But yeah, this week I was like, you know what, I got to go back to the game. Except Straka, he plus two hundred. Honestly, that even feels like it should be lower. He's yeah. won, he won here in twenty twenty two. He's played twenty rounds here, gained thirty five strokes here. He's twenty third on tour in greens regulation, third on tour in approach from one seventy five to two twenty five. So he's gonna he's an iron player. He fits the mold of what we traditionally think wins here. A bunter, someone that draws the golf ball. They're gonna be hitting two seventy down the middle off the tee. Take his take his chances from 150 out, try to hit the middle of the green, two putt, um, try to run in. You know, you, you're going to have to make probably 12 to 15 nice unexpected birdies here because you're going to bogey. There's um, it's actually, I think, the third or fourth most double bogeys on tour at this course. So you want someone bogey avoidance. That's Sepp Straka. I, I really like him. I would be more shocked if he didn't finish in the top 20 than if he does. I'm going to throw one bonus top 20 play in there, and it's it's one of Josh's guys. I see it right there on the screen. Shane Lowry, plus 210. I know he hasn't been playing, but this is his type of course. The harder it is, the more you want Shane Lowry on your card. So there's my bonus top 20 play. All right, let's get into some uh, one-and-done picks. And if you're not familiar with this, one-and-done is a season-long uh, pool that you're in where you can only use a player once during the whole year. You accumulate there. Uh, earnings at the end of the year, you're trying to get the most money on uh, out of your pool. 
the key here, though, is you obviously want to save uh, now that you don't even have them anymore. But John Rahm and uh, you want to save your bigger names for the bigger tournaments because that's the biggest money. Something like this, you know, I, I feel like there's it's just as long as you don't take Rory in this one. And there's probably a theory out there that says if you take Rory and he wins, you're better off than having him in uh, top 10 in Valhalla or something. So <laughs> which we all know is going to happen. Um so I'll go with my one and done pick is actually Russell Henley. Here's a guy who correlates to his performance at the Sony. He's also a par 70 specialist. He's also won here before. So I like the Georgian Russell Henley to, to play well this week. I don't know if he wins, but it does feel like a super safe top 10 type finish for my one and done pick. Uh, did that overlap with yours, Bennett? No, but a very similar player. And I'm going to read my five bullet points of why I actually think this guy could sneak up and win. Okay. okay. Number one, this is it's all about bogey avoidance. Yes. Number two, heavy draw players. Number three is the toughest to gain strokes of approach on tour. Number four, it's all about force layups. There's number five, 26 bodies of water in play on the course. And you have to be a player that consistently finishes top 10 on tour. A one-and-done player that I think fits all of that, that I probably wouldn't pick in a major or at a high-level event just because he's a little older, is Justin Rose. Love yeah, Justin yeah, Rose. He's a major player. Um, to me, I, I feel like this course is a regular tour event but sets up most similar to a major. And Justin, we've obviously seen Justin Rose do, have success on tough courses. One of the I, I, had, I, I threw him in for, yeah. for first-round leader, but also top 20. My second one was him, plus 260. That's great value. He shows up when when the conditions in the course is hard. You always look at the leaderboards like, well, why is Justin Rose here? Like, what are we doing? And it's like he's he's always making an eight foot par putt and then like making a birdie and like he's just he's just there. It doesn't doesn't get too high or too low, and he's he's built for these. Yeah. So. And your one and done play, Josh. I I apologize for for skipping over your second top. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, I'm going Eric Cole. Okay. Lost in the playoff here last year. It was kind of his emergence on the tour. Yeah, uh, not going to use him probably at a major. His, no. He's actually not been pretty bad. He's, he's not been that bad this year. He have the T10 at Genesis, um, T14 at Pebble Beach, T13 Sony, T20, or T14 at Century. He played really, really well in the fall series. He was top three, like three events in a row. And played well, played well here before, and I think that yeah, matters. He fits the mold because this was kind of his coming out party last year. So, yeah, yeah I, I love that play. All right. Well, shouts to Wells uh, for 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 pushing the buttons, making sure we're getting ready to get this out. Well, I want to shoot for Tuesday next week. What do we think? Tuesday, Tuesday morning? We can do it. Double thumbs, Josh. What does your Tuesdays look like? That's the day after uh, NC State beats Duke. Correct. Um, so, I, I don't know. It might be too over. Okay. All right. That, well, Tuesday is great for me. All right. Let's do it uh, Tuesday next week because the people are the people are looking for us. The people want our golf picks. And again, the, the fewer picks from me, the better. Uh, get those first round leaders from Josh Goodson. Get those top twenties from Bennett Johnson. We've been cashing on both fronts, and hopefully, we can get a pre flop winner. We haven't had a pre flop winner yet. I think we're really close on that front as well. So appreciate everyone for listening. If you haven't already hit the subscribe button and of course on the Apple, Spotify, the Googles, if you would be kind enough to give us five stars, I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, Heisterauto.com, RTPmortgage.com. We'll see you guys next week right here on the OG Gambling Syndicate. Mm -hmm.